Hello, everybody. Welcome to season two, episode number 40 of Preston Jensen's podcast. If you're new here, I'm your host, Preston. Tonight, we're going to be talking about AI and one software in particular in particular that I have tried out over the past few weeks uh, in a demo mode and let you know the results I've had with it. Um, but for those of you who are not into AI at the moment, uh, things are changing rapidly. I remember I've talked about AI in a couple past episodes, and it seems like even in the past couple months, things are improving drastically. Um, many of you have heard of ChatGPT. I think when people think of AI, that's kind of the first thing that comes to mind. And basically, that is a <clears throat> a text-based uh, AI where you type in something and it gives you a feedback. And I've seen a lot of results from it, and I've talked to a lot of people who have used it. And I think the results at the moment are a little bit mixed. Um, it's uh, kind of scary to me. And at the same time, I think there's a huge opportunity here to harness the power of uh, ChatGPT and make it uh, very impressive. Um, because, you know, the thing that scares me with it is um, one of the things is school. Uh, now kids are going to be able to uh, get a topic. Uh, I remember back in school when we had to write a research paper, we had to go to the library, check out all the books. We had to cite our sources in a correct format. Um, I remember when it came out on, I think it was Microsoft Word originally, where actually I think it was a website called Easy EasyBib where you could make the credit page just by entering in all the information and then it would lay it out in the correct format for you. And I think later on it came out as a feature in Microsoft Word, and I thought that was amazing back then. But now you're going to be able to tell it what your topic is and what other information you want to add to it, and ChatGPT will be able to write an essay or a paper for you with uh, a high level of accuracy and a low level of plagiarism. So I don't know how teachers are going to be able to decipher this in the future, like, hey, did my student actually write this paper or were they just using ChatGPT? And is it a bad thing if they use ChatGPT and were able to figure out the new AI software? I, I know uh, uh, there's probably a benefit and a negative to that because uh, kids moving forward are going to have to learn how to use this technology because I think it's going to be around to stay uh, for good. Um, but then I worry about now, uh, what happens if this all goes away at some point? There's no way to use ChatGPT or the internet or something like that. Then what are our kids left with? Uh, that's kind of scary. So in my mind, I think it would be good for kids to have the baseline of writing skills, uh, editing skills, um, because even with a software like ChatGPT, I think there's going to have to be a certain amount of editing done after the fact um, because it spits out something that looks very professional, but I think you're going to have to go through it with a fine-tooth comb because at the moment, it's still spitting out things that are not 100% factual. So it will be able to be de detected, at least at this moment. However, uh, like I said, even in the past couple months, 
Um, uh, AI is moving rapidly. Uh, I just watched a video um, from Sarah Dietschy on YouTube. If you're into the YouTube ecosystem, uh, you definitely know who I'm talking about, but she had a an awesome video of all the different AIs that are coming out. And she talked about how uh, when one AI tool comes out, everyone else is trying to compete to get it done faster and better. And whoever has the best product at the end is overall going to win. But uh, a great video. I strongly recommend uh, going and looking that up. I would just type in Sarah Dietschy AI and it'll bring that video up. Um, had a lot of great information in it. Um, the, uh, I did see that Microsoft uh, recently, uh, it didn't necessarily make an acquisition of OpenAI, but it says it's investing billions of dollars into OpenAI. And their overall goal in reading the article that I was reading is to integrate that into Bing. So uh, I'm sure not a lot of you use Bing as a search engine, but uh, I know <clears throat> some of my friends have said it's the absolute best search engine to use. I personally still use Google at the moment just because that's what's familiar to me. But uh, essentially what Microsoft wants to use ChatGPT for is let's say you're going to Google and obviously Microsoft's not going to be using it for Google because they're a competitor. This will be integrated into their Bing search. But uh, just for reference, uh, if you're going to make a Google search, you type in uh, something that you're looking up and it'll bring up a bunch of uh, different websites that uh, have potential answers for you. Well, <clears throat> by acquiring uh, at least parts of ChatGPT and integrating it, that into their search, now, Bing, and when I say now, this is something that they're going to be doing in the future. Uh, they'll be you'll be able to look up a certain question, and it should just be able to give you the best answer available by scrubbing through all of the resources and just giving you an answer. So, cut out the middleman. Uh, you're just going to be able to do a search. Boom, your answer will be there even quicker than it is today, which is uh, it sounds like an amazing tool. Um, another thing or another AI that's coming out is called Adept. And basically what that is, is an office assistant for the internet. Now, to me, this sounds unbelievable. Uh, uh, like that video I referenced, uh, Sarah Dietschy brought this AI up as well, talking about how she's very excited about this new AI. And to me, it sounds like, uh, an extremely useful tool, especially for people who do not know how to run certain softwares. So for instance, let's say um, you open up an Excel spreadsheet and you've got a bunch of data in there and you want to create a chart. Well, some people might not know how to create a specific chart uh, or they might want to, instead of a bar graph, they might want a pie chart or something like that. Now with this Adept AI, you'll be able to have it open on the side. It'll be a little chat window and you'll be able to type in, uh, create a pie chart or a bar graph based off of this data in Excel and boom, it will just do that for you. You won't have to know how to run Excel or you won't have to know how to um, 
use specific software. It'll just know how to do it for you and do the task. Sounds very useful. Uh, another AI um, that people are using is made by Topaz Labs, especially in my field where um, we're creating content. We want to make the best images available. And um, I've been doing some testing with this uh, right now. Uh, I've got a kind of a beta version of Topaz Photo AI. And I wanted to try a couple different images to see if I could get the best result. And to me, I was a little underwhelmed at the moment. However, it does seem like it made improvements. Um, the first image I used was an old photo, and I wanted to see if I could get a little more detail on it and make it look a little more HD, if that makes sense. Uh, many of you know if you have an old photo and you scan it into your computer, you're, you're losing quality, so it's not as clear as an image captured today. And so I thought I could use this AI to make an old photo look like a photo out of my new mirrorless camera today. And to me, it used a little bit too much smoothing and it almost made the photo look unrealistic. However, it did fill in certain places that uh, were missing from the overall picture. And uh, so was it something I could use? Yes, probably. But to me, it didn't do the original photo justice. So I scrapped that. I thought I'm not going to use it for these old photos. It looks just a little bit too unrealistic for me at this moment. I know this stuff is getting better. And there can be some room for user error in these as well, because it's not just something you can drag and drop and everything is complete. Um, there are some sliders, just like in, using uh, sliders in Lightroom or Photoshop. However, I'm not a trained professional at Topaz Labs by any means. And so I want to put that little disclaimer in there too. Um, the next photo I wanted to uh, use this Topaz Photo AI was a super high resolution photo that I took just a few days ago. And I wanted to see if I could enhance that resolution uh, maybe double, maybe four times, just to see if I could get a larger size file to make larger prints. And now I already have large file sizes. And so when I dropped it into Topaz Photo AI, I noticed that the before and after did look like there was a major improvement. However, when I opened up the photo in a preview mode to the side, I noticed that the photo almost looked like it was dumbed down or uh, not as large a file size as the original, if that makes sense. So uh, I opened up the original, it looked crystal clear. I opened up the Topaz Photo AI and it looked like the original in the software wasn't as clear as the original I had originally had. And then when it enhanced it, it just looked a little bit better than the original photo itself. So uh, I chose to also not use that. And also another disclaimer that that could just be user error as well. But uh, I know these softwares or these AI are improving greatly. And so I'm going to keep testing this one out because I know a lot of people who use the or I've seen people who use the 
a video side of this, and that's very powerful. It's able to uh, take a video and actually eliminate the background from the subject without using a green screen. It looks like it's also able to um, do some tracking and some other things uh, using AI, which would be very powerful for anybody who's in the video editing um, realm, I guess I could say. And uh, so I'm going to keep this uh, Topaz Photo AI bookmark, and I'm going to keep trying it as new uh, iterations of it come out. And uh, hopefully in the future, it will be able to enhance my photos to a point where, hey, I feel comfortable using it. And uh, I feel like it's giving me a much better product than I can already get in Photoshop and uh, Lightroom. Uh, another uh, AI that is coming out, uh, oh, oh, well, I guess I don't even know the name of it, but it's going to give you things like you can type in, I want to have a video of this, and it will output that. And if you want to say, hey, I want to make it look like the style of an old James Bond film. It'll just do that for you. Uh, no color grading, no color corrections. It'll just match that up with exactly what you want. So is this AI awesome? Yes, it seems like it's going to be a great tool. Is it also a little bit scary? Very for me. Um, I think uh, if it's in the wrong hands, uh it could be ruined quickly, and it could make things miserable for a lot of people. In fact, <clears throat> I just got a text today of a photo of the Pope wearing a big, poofy white jacket. And it just uh, just looking at it, it looks like, wow, uh, the Pope is, has got some really interesting style here. But then if you look uh, a little bit deeper, it says it's a fake photo of the Pope using AI. And to me, it's a little bit spooky because in the past, if you've seen a photo, it's like, oh boy, uh, you can trust that. Now, you're not going to be able to trust what you see because it could be created by AI. So uh, there's scary things about it, and there's also wonderful things about it. So I guess uh, that's probably true with any technology out there that everything can have wonderful uses. Uh, you know, I think of drones, for example, uh, and I own drone business, and uh, I think of how many good, wonderful uses there are for drones, and the drone industry is just exploding right now, and there's so many good use cases for drones, but there's always somebody out there who ruins it for everybody, and that's the reason why we've got all these new regulations coming out in the drone industry, we've got remote ID coming out. Um, we've got all sorts of uh, schooling you've got to go to. Well, you've got to pass tests to get your drone license and stuff. And that's all good, in my opinion, because it prevents people from doing bad things with the technology that we've been given. So uh, for everyone out there listening to this, only use this wonderful technology and software and AI for good. And uh, let's uh, make the world a better place. I guess that's the goal for everybody. So thank you again for listening to this. If you guys use AI for anything uh, that I didn't talk about in today's episode that I might think useful, uh, please leave me a message. Um, maybe I'll talk about it on a later episode. 
And uh, man, I am excited to see what the future holds for all of this. And uh, I'll probably be talking about it on the uh, on this uh, podcast because it is evolving quickly. Uh, thanks again for listening, and I look forward to talking with everybody next week. <laughs>